Romans chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest dost the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that thou judgest them which do such things, and dost the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness, and forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, Treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. And that's where we'll stop reading right there. And there's more in that than, than I can ever preach out. I want to go back to verse 4 and read that in your hearing one more time. For despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering? not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. You pray for just a few minutes. The older I get, the more I come across folks in this life that are never satisfied. They're never content And that goes against God's Word. Paul said in the New Testament, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. And uh, you can go and research that and look it up if you'd like to. But this fourth verse says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering. We're living in a day and age, and it just almost, I just have just about got to the point, I just can't hardly stomach it. To hear people complain and to hear people grumble continuously, God is good to us. We could be in Afghanistan right now, we could be a citizen of North Korea right now. We could be, have been born and raised in Cuba. But we're here. Men bled and died. So we could just come to church tonight. A Savior bled and died so I wouldn't have to die and go to hell. See folks, God is good. That's just not a general term. That's not a general statement or a fact or anything of that nature. I'd have to go farther than that and say God is good to me. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to say God is good to you? Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness? People go about like the world owes them. If I got what was owed to me I would have to burn because I was a sinner lost and undone without him 
If I got what was owed to me, I'd be burning this instant. But because God is good to me, because God showed mercy to me, because God had grace for me, in my time of need, I can stand here tonight saying I've got a better place to go to when this life is over. I can stand here tonight saying I'm saved by the grace of God. I preached a message not long ago about being scarcely saved. I still feel the same way. Just because I preached the gospel for 20 years, just because I've been saved for 45, I just barely got saved. The Bible says, for scarcely a righteous man can be saved. I'm not even righteous. And yet I barely got, I just barely got it, John, by the skin of my teeth. But I got it through the goodness of God. I got salvation, I got saved, I escaped hell by the goodness of God. Aren't you glad God is good to you? Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and long-suffering? Our country wants to celebrate sin. Our country wants to just live however they want to live. Do whatever they want to do. Never acknowledge that there is a God that has given them health and strength. We're here today. You say, well, we've got the greatest army on the face of the earth. No, I I beg your pardon. God has the greatest army on the face of the earth. And I want to tell you this. When our forefathers, you pray for just a few minutes. I believe the Lord would really like to help me to preach this. And I'm going to get to my text in just a minute if the Lord will help me. But, but I, I want to tell you something. When our forefathers came to this country, and you could pull out a dollar or a dime or whatever piece of, of money you'd like to look at, it says right on it, in God we trust. We never look at it, do we? How many of them do we spend every day and we, that thought never crosses our mind? And God gave us every one of them. Some of you might be like I have in time past, see a penny or a nickel or something on the ground and not stop to pick that up. God even give you that. He gives us the air that we breathe. He gave you the job that you have. He gave you the health and the strength to go and work it. He gave you a family that loves you. He gave you a church to go to. He gave you a home in heaven when life is over. God is good. All right. Or despisest thou the goodness of of God and His long-suffering and His forbearance? Now you tell me if one of your children did you the way we do God, how long you'd put up with it? Dad would tell me to do something. And if I didn't do it, I could expect to be punished for that. But God is long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to the repentance. Here's how we are, folks. Listen. 
The Bible even says this, it rains on the just and the unjust. He gave the drunkard a soul. He gave the, he gave the, the addict a soul. He gave them another day if their eyes open and their heart beat and their lungs filled with air. He blessed them with another day just like He did us. And how often, and I'm not, as far as I know, there's not a drunkard in the house tonight. As far as I know, there's not a drug addict in the house under the sound of my voice tonight. But how often has Mike Strange wasted a day? How often has Mike Strange wasted a day and not picked up his Bible? How often has Mike Strange wasted a day and maybe gone through the motions? Have you done that? <laughs> Boy, I have. Maybe gone through the motions, said grace over your meal, maybe even got down on your knees and went through the motions of a prayer, a form, and a fashion. But you, when you got up, you knew you never really got through. You didn't pray, but you went on that day anyway, just another day wasted. A day of His mercy, a day of His grace, a day of His goodness. And we despised it because we didn't take time to thank Him and to worship Him and to praise Him because He's good to unworthy sinners like you and I. Now here's where I want to get to. If the Lord will help me for just a minute. Say, preacher, you haven't covered it yet. No, I haven't got there yet. If the Lord will help me, I will. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. A certain man had two sons. And the younger of the two said, Give, Father, give me the portion of the goods that falleth to me. And his father, what did his father do? Did his father pitch a fit and say, I've worked hard for this all my life. I'm not going to have you take it out and throw it away. It's, it, look, I've got calluses on my hands. I've broke a sweat many a day for all that we've gathered and accumulated here over the years. I'm not going to give that to you. The Father gave him his portion. Aren't you glad that we've got a merciful Father? Don't you think that Father... Now listen, you know your children. I know my children. You know their tendencies. I know, the, I know my children's tendencies. Don't you think the father maybe had an inkling of what that young man might have in mind? Don't you think by observing him, by listening to his talk, by watching his behavior, he had a clue as to what that young man might do? And yet, he gave him the portion that fell to him anyway. Here I stand, oh, or despise us now, the goodness of God, the forbearance, the long-suffering. Here I stand today, 55 years old. That's 55 years of 365 days of 24 hours of 60 minutes of 60 seconds. You do the math. Here I stand today and every one of those seconds God gave to this old boy. And how much have I took time to thank you for? How much mercy and grace 
and goodness has He extended to me. And how much have I done for Him? Well, you're the preacher. We started this service at 7. It won't go till 9 o'clock. Maybe 8.30, hour and a half. Sunday night, hour and a half. Sunday morning, two hours. There's a lot of minutes and seconds and hours between those services. What have we done with them? Have we told about the goodness of God? I believe King James Version Bible, don't you? This verse says the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. You know why our sinners are unconcerned? You know why that our people are dying lost and undone without the Lord? Because we have let them down. We have failed them. We have not told them exactly how good God is. If they only realized, if they only knew how good God is to His children and just to humanity in general, I believe they'd come running to the altar. Now listen, I told you I just scarcely got saved. I've told you that I'm unworthy and every bit of that is 100% true. And yet... God loved me anyway. Oh, now this boy demanded of his father all the good portion of goods that fell to him. You know his story. He went out and he straightway wasted it with riotous living. Threw it away. Gave it up. As a matter of fact, we read down later in the chapter where his brother said he cast it away to hornets. Oh, could get it back, could reclaim it. It was wasted. How many days of God's goodness and mercy have we thrown away and wasted before we judge this boy and his way of living? We'll waste them on ourselves, won't we? And on this flesh and what we desire. How many should we give back to the Lord? I'll tell you how many. You remember Elkanah and his wife? Hannah, wasn't it? Wasn't that his wife? She was desperate for a child. This is how many we should give back to the Lord. She said, if you'll give me a man child, I'll give him back to you. And all his days will be spent at the house of the Lord. And as soon as the child was weaned, they took him in, and he, he made a priest for the Lord, if I'm not mistaken. His name was Samuel. And this is what the Bible says. Well, preacher, we need to live like Jesus. If I could just meet Samuel's standard, I'd be doing good. You know what the Bible said about Samuel? It said that he never let the words of the Lord fall to the ground. He's told me to save before John, and I laid that down. I ignored that. He's told me to give a little testimony, and I doubt and say, Lord, if that's you, I'd be afraid of what somebody else might think or what somebody else might say. 
It's the Lord that matters. I love you, but it's not you. It's God, and that's all there is. And God is good, and He's been good to me, and I need to tell more about His goodness. All right. The young man, when he had wasted all, he began to be in want. And he looked around for help, and there was nobody to help. And he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And here's a little Jewish boy. And they put him in the hog pen. An animal that was unclean. An animal that was despised by the Jewish people. You ever been in a clean hog pen? I've never seen one. They're nasty. They're muddy. They're smelly. There's a reason they call the food that the hogs eat slop. Because that's what it is. That's what it smells like. It's just the leftovers that nobody, no other human would dare to eat. And there he was in the muck and the mire in the middle of the hog pen. And he would have eaten the husk that came off the corn that the hogs ate. And no man would give him. It was a hard time and a hard day for this young man. You may have fallen upon hard times yourself. Remember like this young man did. He remembered, didn't he? He looked back to how good that he had it down at the Father's house. We read about a man that fell among thieves down there that met the Good Samaritan. Which direction was he headed? He was headed away from Jerusalem. When you walk away from the Father's house, expect trouble. Why the servants down at my father's house has bread despired. Here I am I. When he came to himself. Did you know you can't make somebody get right with the Lord? You can't do it. You can pray for them. You can pray God send conviction down upon their heart. You can pray God open their eyes. But you can't make somebody. I've seen people try to do that. It just don't work. Here's what you get when you try to make somebody get right with the Lord. Number one, you'll either make them mad and they'll never come back to church. Or you drag them down to the altar. They go through the form form, and through the motions and then they get right back up and they go right back out to the same old sin they were in to start with. That's what happens when you try to make somebody repent. You can't make them repent. The goodness of God can. What was this boy recalling while he was down there in the muck and the mire? What was this boy recalling while the scent, the odor of those hogs? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You smelled it. The scent, the smell the odor of that slop and those hogs and that muck and that mire was in the nostrils of that young man's nose. What was he recalling? He was recalling how blessed he'd been at the Father's house. He was recalling the goodness of God. Boys, it ain't always easy, is it? Sometimes there's some adversity 
Sometimes people don't always agree. Sometimes there might even be harsh words exchanged. But when we're in all, on the mountaintop, or when we're down in the valley, I can still say that I've been blessed down at the Father's house. I can still say that God has been good to me. What keeps us going when trouble comes? We've been through some adversity in the past 18 months. Been down to services where we just could have as many as 10 and that's all we could have. Been a time or two where we just did stuff on Facebook and that's all we could do. But what keeps us going? What keeps us coming back? <laughs> Aren't you glad just to be back? Yeah. Oh, what keeps us want to travel it all? What keeps us want to meet? And rejoice every time is where mine goes back. There was a lady talked to me not long ago about maybe having a reminiscence service. Remembering times in the past, she told me and related to me about a preacher, Doug Self, your pastor, that got so high in the spirit, he jumped flat-footed from the floor on top of the pulpit, remembered good times. That's what keeps us going on, is remembering the blessings and the goodness of the Lord. Because we know our Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That He changes not. And if He blessed back then, woo, He'll do it again. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. So what does the prodigal do? When he came to himself, when he realized, I'm not blessed. That's what happens when you get away. You'll come to yourself. You realize, what are my blessings? What are my blessings? You know, I've seen folks lose everything. Family wind up on the street. When he came to himself, and he remembered the goodness of the Father, he remembered how he'd been blessed. He did this. Now, I, this is just conjecture on my part. I don't read this in God's Word. But I can just see the old boy down in the hog pen, in the mud. Even if you wear them special boots and special slickers, whatever you want to call them, you ever step your heel, the heel of your shoe, just down in the muck and the mud, and it covered your shoe went from down in the mud? It's ain't hard to pick your feet up, can you? It's hard to get your shoe. Hard to step up out of that mess, ain't it? I don't care how deep you're in. If you'll have a determination, this is what the prodigal said. I will arise. I may be in over my head, but I've come to myself. I've realized where I'm at and where I need to be. Yeah. I will arise. Yeah. This ain't the place for me. This muck and mire, this hog pit, 
this nasty, this, this vile stuff that I'm covered in, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I thought it was. I thought I could live it up. I thought I'd have lots of friends. I thought people would surround me and I'd be popular, but here I am all alone. I'm unblessed. I need to go back down to the Father's house. I will arise. He probably didn't have a nice car. He probably didn't have one at all. He probably had hoofed. Probably had to, it takes some strength on it just to lift that foot up out of the muck. You may not make it all the way back the instant you decide to, but if you've got a determination like the prodigal did, you can get back down to the father's house. Now listen. I don't read where he took a bath. Did you? I don't read where he took a shower. I believe he is still covered in the muck and the mire and the niceness and the filth. He still had a foul odor about him, that would be my guess. But the goodness he recalled gave him a desire to get back. <laughs> The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. So we hear him saying, well, when I get down there and I get back to my father, I'm going to tell him I'm not worthy to be one of his sons anymore. After what I've done, it's just me talking. After all I've let him down, after I've disappointed him so much, I'm not even worthy to carry his name. But maybe if he'll just make me one of his hired servants. And we see him walking down that way. Did you know he didn't surprise his father? His father, I don't believe, had rested. His father, I don't believe, had taken his eyes. I believe he... Can you imagine how heartbroken that father must have been when that boy, he watched that boy and that boy turned his back on him and he was carrying all that belonged to him, all his part, turned his back on him and walked away. I believe dad's heart must have been broken. Because I tell you, once you get them grown, the scars is on the inside. And you'd like to tell them, do this, don't do this, but they're grown. At that point, you just got to depend on the goodness of God. But there he was, the old boy rehearsing his speech. I believe the father ran to him. He didn't care how dirty he was. He didn't care what he smelled like. 
He ran, laid his arms up around him and kissed his neck. That little dirty spot right there where the muck and the mire was, where he smelled like the old hog slop. And, and the father Richie got him anyway and loved him up, didn't he? He still loves us. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much we've ruined our lives. It doesn't matter how dirty and filthy and nasty, how much we've got out in the world. And we Satan says, you've ruined it. You've gone too far. You can't ever get back. You'll never get this stitch off of you. All the while, the Father just wants to hold you. The Father just wants to hold you in His arms and love you. He didn't point a finger. He didn't scold him. And he tried to, didn't he? The young man tried. He said, I'm not worthy. But he never did get the rest of it out. He's telling the truth in that part. But he never did get the rest of it out. The father said, here, bring. Bring the best robe that we've got. Let's clean this young man up. Let's put something clean on him. Bring the ring. Put on his hand. It wasn't a bubblegum ring. Do you know that? I believe it was the prettiest thing he had. Bring some shoes and put on his feet. And let's kill the fatted calf. Took a sacrifice to clean up the sin. Without shedding blood, there's no remission. Lord, there's more in that than I could ever preach out. But we see this young man remembered the goodness of God, remembered the goodness of his father, and it brought him down to a place of repentance. Now, can you give me another 10 minutes or so? I want to preach to you about this young man's brother. Young man's brother was out in the field and he heard the party, I guess you'd say. He heard the rejoicing. He heard the music. Heard the people. And he got angry. And he went to the father. And he said, Here, my brothers went out and he's wasted half of everything you've ever worked for. And I've been right here by your side. And you never even as much as gave me a kid, a, a, a baby goat, so that me and my friends could make merry. He forgot the goodness. Because you see, friend, it's a good thing to walk and to talk and to be in the presence of the Father. Amen. Every day. Where would you be if you didn't have the opportunity to walk with him and talk with him and feel him? I don't know about you. This old boy's had his heart broke a time or two. And I'm not talking by girlfriends. I'm talking by life. Times I thought I couldn't get back up. Times I thought I'd never make it another day. Oh, others would be lonely when all their friends are gone. My Lord is ever standing by my side. 
a heavy yoke upon me and still I press it on because I have my Savior friend. Oh, yes! I have somebody who is it. I've got a God and He's good to me. You see, friend, Oh, elder brother needed some repentance too. He needed to remember the goodness. How good it was to walk, to talk, to be in the presence of the Father. Now I know the scripture I've preached to you tonight. A lot of people debate about the prodigal, whether he was lost or whether he was saved. I'm here to tell you God's good to the to the righteous and He's good to the wicked. And if we see the rick, wicked redeemed, it'll be through the goodness of God. Yeah. Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and long-suffering. Would you say that applies to your life? Lord, I know He's been long-suffering toward me. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. You see, friend, whether you acknowledge it or not, God's still good to you. We've got young folks right here at this church. It's had COVID. We've got it right now. School that serves this community. Several, I would say, ten, maybe even up to hundreds or so has had COVID in the last few weeks. People in this community has passed away. Now, I may have it right now and not know it. But for now, I'm going to say God's had mercy on me. For now, I'm going to say God. And you may say there's no such thing as that. I'm going to say I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to depend on Him. I'm not going to tell you he's not going to let me catch it because he very well might. There's men, men that I respect greatly that I know live godly lives, caught that stuff, and they passed away. But I can tell you this, if I do, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Sister Greg, they used to sing this song, Oh, look. What I've traded for a mansion. My dad used to call this place a trash pile. I'm going to trade a trash pile for a mansion. God is good. And He's good to you. We can argue, we can debate over politics, over current affairs. You cannot defend yourself to say God has not been good to you. There's not an argument to be had for that.
Aren't you glad God's good? All right.